Hey everybody, welcome to Local Green Half Moon Bay. I'm Melinda, your host. This is part one of a two-part series. My guest is a living green expert and green building designer of a local firm, Morehouse Design. In part one, we talk about how to live green with ease and happiness. My guest is so inspiring because she loves to research everything in depth and use creativity and joy to find solutions to obstacles that would hold most people back from making green life changes. Living green is simply a way of life. It's an accomplishment, not a chore. We talk about making green living more rewarding, how to save money by being eco-friendly, and how to overcome obstacles to creating a greener lifestyle. Please welcome our guest, Kristen Kohler, and listen for the action step at the end. Also, donations are greatly appreciated to keep this podcast going. Thank you for your support, even if you just listen. Enjoy the interview. everybody. I'm Melinda with Local Green Half Moon Bay. I'm here with Kristen Kohler and she is a green living expert. I say this because she researches everything to the nth degree. She walks the talk basically. She works for a green architecture firm called Morehouse Design. We're going to talk about that today. And But first, we're going to kind of dig in and find out more about her and how she lives and what she thinks are the best things for people to do to take action and make a difference. All right, Kristen, welcome. Thank, Hi, you. thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks um, for being willing for, to come for this interview. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Ms. Melinda. <laughs> so my um, question for you is just to start off here. What was the tipping point in your life and when was it that um, caused you to make a change and for yourself to to start to live green well I think this is a positive message for everyone by saying that I'm constantly evolving so it may have started when I was a child and my parents and I was lucky enough to have a mom who loved to garden she's Italian and you know there's just some basic elements right there that you know I was fortunate enough to experience and my father being German um, was always a very we weren't flashy or conservative and we weren't part of the consumer loop even though we had money we didn't necessarily have to have the newest car or the you know the fanciest clothes and it was it was more about the things that last would last for a very long time so um so that concept that um way of being was instilled in me from a very early age but um, as life went on, and, but we were not no waste by any means, you know, <laughs> we started recycling early, but, um, I think it just, um, when I had my son and then I started really kicking it into high gear and it was more about being healthy and having a healthy lifestyle and in order to have a healthy lifestyle and to um uh you have to be happy in order to be happy you have to uh, be uh, in line with, with the things that you're doing on a, on a daily basis and that included you know the way i was purchasing something so i couldn't purchase a chocolate bar where i knew somebody was being tortured or enslaved to get that chocolate i couldn't um buy 
uh, you know, uh, polyester because I know that it'll never go away in the planet. You know, so these things weren't making me happy. And, you know, if you're not happy, then the community around you and the media community, community around you won't be happy either. So it just, it was more about how can I be healthy and happy and have a healthy environment. And it kind of stems from that. So it's, it's a bit of a selfish endeavor <laughs> because, um, you know, I just want an environment where um, it's like the, the best environment that we can have in this very short time period that we're here on this planet. That's very admirable and noble. And I think a lot of people feel this way, but they just don't know where to start and they're overwhelmed. And so they just never start or they feel this way and they do some little things, um, but it's very overwhelming for them. And it's hard to be creative when you're overwhelmed. And I am inspired by you because you seem to really get very creative with this. And I think it comes from a place of expansion and happiness instead of when you're, you know, you're really stressed and you're concerned. So I think when you're expanded and happy and doing things that make you happy, you seem to get, not you, but people in general seem to get more creative. So you want to talk about your creativity with this? Right. Um, I, um, I see a lot of people that are saying they're, they say that these things are roadblocks or there's too much work involved to do what I'm doing, but it's actually not work to me. It's something that gives me pleasure. And I want to come back to this bean concept. Like if I'm buying a dry bean in bulk, okay, so people are like, oh, well, I've got to cook those beans and uh, it's going to, you know, maybe it takes too much energy, but, you know, I throw it in the pressure cooker <laughs> and it takes a fraction of the time, you know, and what comes out of it is this product that's a lot tastier than what it is from the can and that makes me super happy and then i know the way that i cook it it's going to be a lot healthier too you know there's going to not be as much phytic acid on the outside because it's in the pressure cooker and that reduces the phytic acid and then i'm able to you know rinse that off in the bean or maybe i'll even soak the bean and sprout it and make it more bio available to my body so these things are kind of all health related and um in turn, it's making me happy. So it's not work to me to take some dry beans and throw them in a pot and walk away for 25 minutes, you know? <laughs> um, for me, that's not something that's, um, that's uh, a roadblock because of the way I'm looking at it. Um, you, could, uh, you can look at anything and make it difficult. Or you can be like, oh, well, huh, this is, um, I know that I shouldn't be, eating sugar um, because it's, you know, does so much harm to the planet, you know, the, and the people that are harvesting it and um, there's a lot of waste involved. So um, buying a date just as yummy. It's produced down the road a couple hours away and it's, you know, it's a shoe-in for, for sugar. So it's all the way you look at it. Yeah, dates I've used a lot in desserts and uh, most of the time I can't even tell the difference because they're so high in their own natural fruit sugar. They're right. Exactly, and on that note, like on a larger scale, people might be like, oh, I can't get solar because of whatever, I'm not positioned quite right or it's too expensive, that initial investment. Well, then you can just buy clean energy. So there's always, there's always another way, you know, and the other way can be even easier than you know, the hemming and hawing from not doing 
one thing because that one thing could just there could be another more eco option that's uh, a lot easier to to, to uh, swallow. Sure. Now, um, the other thing is, though, right now, there's a lot of people under stress, not everybody, but a lot of people under stress because they're losing jobs and they don't have a lot of income and they don't, you know, have a lot um, they can spend their money on. So if you have some tips for people like that, that would be great, too. Ways to save money while being eco-friendly. Well, the funny thing is you can actually save, <laughs> you can save so much money by being eco. It's just um it, some people uh, consider it an elitist thing that um you can do in your free time because you have all this free time but i mean if you're going to walk into macy's to buy a new outfit or you could just walk to the thrift store and buy a more eco new outfit you know and it can be um the maybe the material that you want it to be you know going to buy an organ organic cotton shirt at um, a retailer is actually, you can't buy enough used shirts in a thrift store to ever make sense to have that one cotton, organic cotton shirt to be produced because of all the, the water it takes to grow cotton. It's, it's actually not a sustainable choice. And that comes with um, even like people feel like they need these little organic cotton eco bags to bring to the farmer's market. But that's actually not that organic if you're, if, or uh, healthy for the planet if you're going to purchase this new bag because you could bring a thousand plastic bags to the farmer's market and never make up for the environmental impact that that one <laughs> tote has cost you. Sure. But, you know, I think that's another philosophy that um, has driven me too is to not accept. You know, if, I, if we go to parties and they're giving out swag that we probably don't need to have then i just don't take it yeah just because it's right. free doesn't mean it's free right and just reuse everything you can and the thrift store is an excellent idea i've gotten so many actually business clothes from the thrift store that are beautiful so buying in bulk is a heck of a lot cheaper than buying um the uh the packaged goods because you're not paying for marketing you're not paying for the package itself. So going into the bulk section with your jar or bag, not using the plastic bags that are there. Right. I've seen happen. <laughs> right. We can't do that right now, but <laughs> during but, COVID. Right, right. Well, here, actually, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Right oh. now with our situation with COVID, we, um, we can't use the bulk section. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, this is an obstacle. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's, you know, I, I can't live this lifestyle. Mm. But then I thought, well, what else can I do? And I found online resources where I can buy it in bulk, like 25 pounds to 50 pounds of dry goods that will last me years um, in paper bags. So huh. sure, I have to pay the shipping costs and things like this. But I've also found a resource, it's called Azure Standards. And I'm so happy that I've actually found this. So there's a positive coming out of this COVID that in Azure Standards, they ship from Oregon, a bunch of locally sourced um, goods like grains and- um, From Oregon, locally sourced from Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have a giant um, farm out there. I'm really familiar with those guys too. I've used them before. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and they have uh, drop-off points. So 
a bunch of families from this area are ordering from this place and you might have to wait a week or two weeks, but it's all going to be shipped to one place and then you drive and you get your box of goods. So in this environment, it actually really works out because you're not going to the store and exposing yourself. You're just picking up your box and leaving and they're, they're not having to individually ship all these boxes. It's like one shipment down here done, you know, so that's, that's like less of a uh, footprint as well. Definitely. That's a really good resource. And I, I'll put the link up on the um, post as well for azurestandard.com. Um, anyway, so do you want to talk about um, how um, you and your family uh, on a daily basis live green? Maybe just give us a couple examples so we can see. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I, I feel like it's been, it's such a part of my life now. I don't think of it as being green, but I, um, so I, I, gosh, everything from composting to growing my own vegetables. And, um, cause I absolutely love, uh, that's another, of course, huge saver. If, if people don't have money is just to get a few seeds and they actually even have free seeds out there. Like if you, if you can go on the next door and ask if anybody has extra seeds, you'll get a ton of seeds. So just get a little paper container of seeds, you know, um, envelope, and uh, you can feed your family. Um, and on that, that much uh, property, I, there's a thing called square foot gardening, where you can fit in so many vegetables in the square foot uh, area. And you can have two planter boxes that are like five by 10 and you probably won't have to go to the store in our area for the year. That's um, What is that? Is it a website or a book? It's a book actually. My mom introduced me to it. Uh, we used to have a like a quarter of an acre garden and this thing is, the this system could have reduced that by a huge amount and it's not that much work because you condition the soil in a certain manner where um, it's going to give the most nutrients to these plants and it's guidelines on how many plants you can plant in a square foot so you essentially lay out a grid and then you put in the recommended amount of plants in the positions that they recommend in each square wow. and um, a very very efficient way of growing Wow, that sounds amazing. It sounds like something that I would want to check out too, because I feel like I'm using a lot of space right now for gardening. Sounds like a very yeah. good resource. Okay, and so then on another note, talking about food and supporting um, local farms and organic, using organic food. Um, a lot of people complain that organic food is super expensive and it's just a hoax. And what do you have to say about that? I'm just curious on your take. Fake news. Fake news. Okay. Uh, of course, growing your own vegetables. That's the ch cheaper, cheapest organic way you can go. But um, they also have a, a community-supported agriculture boxes. They're called CSA boxes. And um, that's actually another really great way to go because you get this huge amount of fresh vegetables. And, you don't even have to go down the aisle <laughs> to go shopping for them. And they just come to your doorstep or they go to a pickup point 
and um, that um, a lot of people like that because it's a, a huge time saver. So if you didn't want to go to the gardening route, which is essentially free, then you could buy these huge boxes of vegetables organically. And there are, we're kind of blessed in this area. I mean, there must be 12 places or more that yeah. sell these um, so supporting our local farmers is huge because then we're not um, putting money when we when we spend our money it's like we're voting for something we're voting for that food to come either from our local farmers or we're voting for it to come from farmers far away that ha are transporting and there's lots of waste with transport and the the food loses its nutrients with extended time being transport and heat and cold um, yes. and air exposure. Um, yes, and on that note, my, my um, of course, ethical, ethically sourced is a huge, huge issue because if you're going to eat something, you don't want it to be, especially if it's meat, you, you don't want it to be tortured, <laughs> you right. know, or live in an environment that wasn't like the best environment they could possibly live in. And, you know, I want to give a shout out. Um, I don't eat a lot of meat, but my husband likes to eat meat and my son occasionally eats meat. So if we do it, then it's got to be from right down the road from a girlfriend of mine, Donica Markegaard, and she is pretty much the leader leading a sustainability rancher out there. And right. He has been recognized as one as being one of the world leaders. Actually, she was recognized in Italy. Wow. Um, and um, Donica Markergaard, you just have to look it up and just type in her name and up will come. If she's not in a documentary, she's, um, <laughs> she's yeah. leading a group and uh, teaching them about permaculture. So if you're going to do it, it's, and her meat's really uh, very reasonably priced. And, you know, meat is a condiment. It's not a main dish. When it's eaten like that, then it does become quite reasonably priced. Yeah, and hers is sustainable, organic, and the cows that graze the land and all of the, the, the land that she utilizes, whether it's rented or owned, um, she actually brings the land back to life in the method that they, you, that, that they cattle ranch. So it's, yeah. it's really amazing. And the, the meat is delicious. I've tried the meat too. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great um, one for our local resource, local farmer, ranchers. Oh, don't forget about the fishermen. They're out there, yeah. and um, if you go onto the Harbor Master site, um, you can get an, a bunch of the numbers for the fishing boats. And there's a thing called Fish Line, and some of the um, some of the boats use this Fish Line, and they'll tell you what the catch is for that day. If anything, if they're not updating their site, then at least the phone number there. There's a phone number, a contact phone number, and some of these places you can also pre-order. And that's actually helpful. That's helpful and, for our local fishermen, our local economy. And it's, it's helpful um, to the farmers and the fishermen and the ranchers out there also to invest um, initially in them. So uh, rather than paying as you go, um, becoming a member, because then in thin times, they have something to use while uh, the meat is the meat or the vegetable or the uh, fish is being caught because there's always you know mother nature creates all these different conditions for them and um, it's not like they can depend on something every you know 
to come out just a certain way every single every single time and make money. So they right. they need times for thin times and for investing in their infrastructure. Definitely. And I heard there was somebody doing local crab delivery um, yeah. from the harbor. So yeah, lots of people getting creative and doing their, their own local and uh, delivered items too. Um, okay, so um, moving on then, um, what do you think is most important for our local coast, coastside citizens what they can do now or soon to help change the environment that we're coming back to? I guess it's just getting creative and um, finding resources. Uh, you know, maybe instead of uh, binge watching on Netflix, you know, <laughs> sit down and, you know, dig into a nice juicy piece of information about um, you know, where your food's coming from or or the products that you're buying, or um, even uh, like on an architectural aspect, uh, what type of product are you buying? There's there's sites out there like the Claire List from the Living Building um, Institute, uh, Living Futures Institute. I'm sorry, that does the Living Building Challenge. Uh -huh. um, they have. Uh, a thousand chemicals that you don't want to find in the products that you buy. So uh, in regards to um, home goods and construction and such. Mm. So there's lists out there of things that you want to avoid. And if you're going to buy something, make sure it's cradle to cradle. That means that um, it can go back into the earth or it can be completely recycled um, into another product or several products or, and, make sure that it comes from a natural um, material that doesn't have any harmful chemicals in it. So when you're buying, you don't want any harmful chemicals and they can go back into the earth or be recycled into another product. That's um, fine. I, yeah, I've been trying to find things like that, um, but you can't find everything that way. That's for sure. But, but there are things. There, there, and, and when you can't find something, I recommend that you write to the company and ask them why that is. You have to start the conversation. Uh -huh. Like, why can't you just use this? Maybe come up with a recommendation, mm -hmm. you know, or, um, and then, and also how consumers are wanting this, you know, let them know that there's a market out there because with them knowing a market's out there or in maybe find a comparable um, a product or right. you know, something or an example to get their mindset to, to start thinking like, oh, well, maybe I can make more money if I'm a leader in this area and all I have to do is get this chemical out of the product and replace it with something that's more sustainable. Yeah, you know, that that is a beautiful thing. And I think it's got to take more than one person writing in. So if we were all to write in, you that's know, true. that takes time, but it's totally <laughs> worth it. If we want things to change, we got to write letters and we got to take action. We got to get out there and do things. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that's, I love that how you're building on this. So maybe uh -huh. like, cause I'm, I am a lone shooter sometimes. So <laughs> maybe if I do write a letter, I can send it to my friends and have them, sign it if they believe in it and then and then send it to the company that you know, is small petition yeah or make copies of it and have them with their individual signatures and then they get more letters yeah that's that's thinking creatively that's fantastic <laughs> there you go yeah, that's great good idea 
So would you say the most important thing then for people to do is to get curious and really dig in to the things, the information behind where their products come from? Yeah. And, you know, the mindset of not finding it as a chore, but rather as this is going to make my life happier because I'm doing the right thing mm -hmm. for my body, for my community. Yeah. I felt that just buying like recycled toilet paper. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm well, having them cut down their cut trees just for my wiping my butt. Right. Yeah. I could talk forever about that one, actually. I know. I was, uh, me too. Yeah, I, I could talk forever. <laughs> bidet is the way. That's all I have to say. I know. The bidet. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, you know what? We run out of to toilet paper. Just mm -hmm. do it the old way. They do it in Europe. All, that's how they do it in Europe still. They have bidets. I haven't had to purchase toilet paper because of a day. Okay, but here's my question. Yes. You, have, you do have to cut up rags, right? So that you can wipe afterwards. Yeah, you can dry it. But we have a blow dryer on ours. It's like a built-in, so you don't really need that, but you can. Sometimes you might need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, yeah. I do cut up rags and make them into cute little cloths. Oh, cool, and then you just wash them in your washing machine. I, I have a sanitized wash that I do, mm -hmm. you know, every few days or every week, once a week or something like this. That and makes sense. It's no big deal because it's like when you shower, you're yeah. wiping down. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I'm showering a certain part of my body <laughs> and drying off and, and, and that's that. Yeah. So it's no different than showering in the shower. Exactly. It's, just but again, it's a mindset. Right. You know? A definite mindset. Yeah. And a definite habit, a different habit to, to move into. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, there were a lot of bidets um, we checked online. There were a lot of bidets sold out, actually, when we had the toilet paper crisis in the beginning. Yay! Oh, Yay. Thinking. Yeah. So, oh, and they do make ones now that you don't have to plug in and you don't have to find a, a hookup to the water. So it's like, it's an easy, I think it's called tushies or something like that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen tushies. I, they have a travel one too, I noticed. Oh gosh, because my father wanted to get a bidet because, you know, I told him how, how great these things are. And he's like, well, I have to hook it up and find a plug. I'm like, tushies. Yeah, <laughs> go to tushies.com, right? Is that yeah. it? <laughs> I'm going to have to put that on the, the a link on the post too. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's hard. That's hard for, um, for some people because, you know, we are so we such creatures of habit and we are so used to doing things a certain way. Um, but yeah, you know, if you I have to say the secret to youth is uh -huh. to try something different and do something different every day. That's a good one. That makes sense. Never follow the same path. Never follow the same path. That's a good one. Makes life more adventurous and exciting. Thank you for listening to part one of the interview with our local green expert, Kristen Kohler. She really has some juicy tips, and I love how she looks at making changes in such a positive light. Stay tuned for episode two, part two, where we talk about advances in green building and how some advances are becoming more standardized. We also talk more about green living, so tune in to episode two for some more great ideas. Green on, everyone.